0: I wanted to follow up on my last podcast about, you know, should you, you know, uh, invest in yourself and buying a trainer? And what I didn't mention in the last podcast was how to determine if the trainer that you're looking into investing in is actually good. So I wanted to give you guys kind of a more in depth. Overview, more in depth overview. Not sure if that's actually a thing, but more in depth, more details, and kind of how to decide which trainer you should go with. And sometimes you might not have many options. But I will say, because this is an investment in your future, in your health, in your fitness, in your whatever it is, you know, you should pick someone that you resonate with. You should pick someone that is good being a trainer. Not all trainers are created equal. Okay, I'm going to be very clear on this. Not all trainers are created equal. I'm not going to cast any aspersions on any specific trainers or any specific uh, gyms, but what I will do is kind of go over things to look for when you have finally Made the decision that, okay, you know what? I'm gonna hire a trainer because I am missing something. And I can't do it by myself. I need the help. I need the expertise. I'm going to hire a trainer. And let's say you're you live close to three or four different gyms and you you know you're looking at hiring a trainer, or you you went online, you have an independent contractor or whatever, okay, Well, you have a work gym doesn't matter. So now, you are in the process of trying to find a trainer, so here are some simple things to look for to make sure that this trainer is the right fit. So number one, and these are in no particular order, I just kind of wrote these down real fast as I as I was thinking about them because I wanted to make sure I give you all the information you can you can utilize to kind of make the best possible decision. Number one, credentials. What credentials does this trainer have? Now, it you know it doesn't. There's a lot of different certifications out there whether and I'm going to name off a couple and there's a, they're all letter organizations okay so you have to kind you can look them up but I'm not going to go through all of cuz there's too many but it's uh, there are like four or five major ones that are really really good and there's like two or three or four other ones that are okay they're not bad they you know, you, they got they, they're they're good certifications but there are some gold standard ones such as ACE which is A C E ACE that is a gold standard certification for personal trainers there is NASM which is N A S M National Academy of Sports Medicine, medicine, well, medicine, medicine. National Academy of Sports Medicine, and there is ACSM, which is the American College of Sports Medicine. Those are three of kind of the top line certifications. Now there are other ones. There is ISSA, uh, AFFA. There is Precision Nutrition. That's also a pretty decent one. There is NSCA. So those are just a handful. There's there's others out there, but those are kind of like ninety percent of people have those certifications. That's what I would look for. Kind of just some good certifications. I will say the gold standard is ACSM, NASM, and ACE. ACE. Those are usually determined as the gold standard for per, uh, you know general population personal training. Not saying that other certifications aren't good. There, there are plenty of great trainers with other certifications. Those are the top three you tend to see the most. ISSA is kind of moving up there a little bit. Same with AFAA. Maybe it's AFAA, not AFFA. Whatever. Either way, you'll see it. You'll you'll, you'll go on there and see, but, but they'll tell you what they have. So ask a trainer what certification they have. It should be a certified personal training certificate. They should have a personal training certificate from one of those organizations or from a organization. And then maybe do some research, research on the organization to make sure it's legitimate. But the ones I just mentioned are legitimate. They're all very good. And you know most trainers have those because that's what you're taught in school to get or one of those certifications. There are other things out there uh, for strength conditioning, something called a CSCS. I'm not going to get into that. That's more strength conditioning based. And you're probably not Into Strength Conditioning, if you're listening to this podcast, so don't worry about that, but you will see CSCS, and uh, people who have that are also very good trainers as well. Those are highly recommended uh, in certain fields. The next thing you want to look at is experience. And I guess, well, actually, I guess in credentials as well, there's another thing you can look at, so I'm going to go back to number one. Also, degrees. Does the trainer have a degree in kinesiology or exercise science or something of the like, something that has to do with physical fitness? Now, not every trainer goes to a four-year college and gets a bachelor's degree in kinesiology, but they can. And so that's something to take into consideration. You don't actually need a certification to be a personal trainer. Fun fact, you do not need a certification to be a personal trainer as of right now at the recording of this podcast. If you have a degree, you actually probably have way more experience and way more credential background than anyone with a certification starting out, but... A certifi- uh, a degree is also very, very valuable, and if they have both, that's double the value, okay? So um, a degree and certification are both very important. One or the other is also very good. A certification just lets you know that you passed the test uh, specifically, whereas a degree, that you passed the courses, but you didn't really necessarily pass a test to get certified. So a degree, credential, and certifications are two things to kind of watch out for. You want for sure you, – you definitely want a certification. Even if they have a degree, like, they should have one. Generally speaking, if they don't have a certification and have a degree, then it's more of a conversation between the two of you. But generally speaking, those are two things you're looking for. Experience. Do they have experience? What are you looking for specifically? Are you looking for muscle gain? Are you looking for weight loss? Are you looking for dumbbell only, kettlebell only, TRX, BOSU, whatever other words you want to use in there? Can they train you privately? Have they had clients like you before? Have they done what they've done before before? Have they you know, have they had success before? Ask them a question. Say, hey, how many clients have you had before? How many clients have you asked you about this? What, do they have the same back problems that I have? How do you know to work with this? Ask them some probing questions about what you're looking for to make sure they have the experience that you are looking for. Most trainers are pretty generalized trainers, so they have a lot of experience with most you know, weight loss, muscle gain. So usually if it's just weight loss or things like that, you, you're going to be in good shape with most trainers out there. Number three, and again, no particular order, sales quotas. Does the trainer need to hit a sales quota? A lot, I'm not going to say a lot, but there are gyms out there that require trainers to hit a sales quota. Is the trainer being awesome to you or do they seem good because they need to sell you on training you and they need to do it to keep their job? Or... Are they great because they're not selling you and they're they're basically telling you make a decision and I'm here for you, I think it'd be a great decision for you, but they're not pushing the sale because they don't need the sale quota to keep their job. Some trainers need to sell, 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 sell personal training to make profit for the business so that the gym can stay the gym can stay upright. And, you know, that's something to watch out for. Trainers sometimes will say anything to get a client because they don't want to get fired, right? And I'm not blaming them. That's just kind of the industry. Not all gyms are like that. You will rarely see that in, let's say, private training studios or corporate fitness centers. I think all of those rarely have those gym fitness quotas for the most part. Some may, some may not. In my experience, it's less less of a quota than other specific gyms. And again, I won't name any gyms here um, to cast any aspersions on anyone else. But number four, do they tell you how they're going to get you to your goal? You tell them what you want. Do they explain to you kind of what their mentality is? Do they explain to you why they're going to do a certain training method? Do they explain to you here's why I think you should do this, this, and this because here's where it leads to. Whether they're right or wrong, but you know it doesn't really matter. It's well, it does not matter, but it really it comes down to do they explain? Are they transparent with what they're trying to do for you? Do they, you know, they won't tell you how long it will take because that really will depend on you and a lot of other factors. So don't don't get caught up on they. Oh, they didn't tell me how long it will take. That's not as important as. Do they tell you? Are you going to do weight training? You do circuit training. You do hit training. You do boot camps. Are you going to do, going to do, going to do uh, just treadmill? Are you going to do, you know a combination? Why are we doing it this way? What's the over, what, what's the progression system like? Are they explaining to you kind of what their plan is in their head? Number five. Do they listen to you? If you say you want weight loss, and then in the assessment they bring you over to bench press to try to get your max out or whatever it is like, and they're not really going over anything weight loss related. Uh, did they really listen to what you wanted? If they're talking about weight loss, maybe they should be talking about, you know, maybe your nutrition if they're allowed to. Again, some trainers are not allowed to talk about nutrition, and that's fair. And, you know, again, I, I some people will get on me for saying, oh, like, you know, the more muscle you have, the more weight you can lose, so on and so forth. But you'll know, like, if you're looking for weight loss, that they're not explaining how everything they do can help you lose weight specifically, then it might not be the best trainer. If they're like, oh, we can get you really strong, get you a lot of muscle, but they don't explain how that is going to benefit you. Then it might not be the best person to go to. So again, it goes back to the last one. They should be pretty transparent on what their program will do, why they're doing it this way, what to expect from it, so on and so forth. If they can't do that, they might not know what they're talking about, or you know, they they might just try to make a sale. Number six, can they adapt? Can they adapt? And you might not know this until you actually hire the trainer. So this comes a little bit later, but. You don't want to fall in love with one trainer for too long, especially if they can't adapt to your needs. If your needs change, your goals change, can they adapt the program? If their program isn't showing results, which can very well happen to the best of us, isn't showing results, it's been like two or three months, you're not seeing any results out of it, and and you're doing your job properly as a client, can the trainer adapt and say, you know what, this method isn't working, I'm going to try this one instead. And that's not the trainer having a bad planet, but everyone has a different body, has different um, your body reacts in different ways, and their plan may have been a bad reaction to your body, and not that you will get hurt or anything, but it just might not be the best way. So they switch up. Can they switch up what they're doing based on the results that they're giving? Number uh, number seven. Do they track results? Do they even track what you're doing, or do they come in every day, kind of? Uh, I don't know. I didn't really program. Do this. Uh, do that. Uh, do that. do they track the progress that you're making and explain to you where you are? You know what you're doing. Where they expect you to be, so on and so forth. And then the last one, or maybe the second to last one, is personality. Can you get along with them? Do you like them? Are they have a good personality? And for the most part, if they're just a decent if they're a good trainer and they have a great personality, that that's how most trainers get hired. Is they like the personality behind it. Everything else kind of gets built into the cake. And for the most part, you don't need to be a superstar, amazing trainer and know every little thing to get someone from point A to point B. Because not everyone knows everything. What you have to do is you have to get along with them. Make sure you like them. Don't dread that. 30, 45, or 60 minute session with them every week or every you know, two or three times a week, whatever it is, because you don't like them, like that's not worth it. Enjoy this. It should be an enjoyable process. You're gonna talk to them, you're gonna tell them things, they're gonna be your therapist sometimes. So enjoy the trainer. They, they have to have a good matching personality that resonates with you. Uh, the last thing on there kind of goes back to the very first one: credentials. Like, do they have any specialty certifications? I just forgot to mention it. Are they nutrition certified? Are they performance enhancement? Uh, you know uh, certified are they supplementation certified are they TRX certified or what other certifications not that these are too important but what they do show is the trainer has number one been around for at least a little bit of time to realize the value in uh, more certifications and it shows they have a higher knowledge base now if you just find a regular trainer at a, no- a local gym that is just certified personal trainer no degree and you love their personality and they and they seem honest and you like them go with them that's good. And they seem like they know what they're doing and and they tell you what they're doing. That's good. They don't need every single bell and whistle. I'm just giving you some keys to kind of watch out for, to look for when you are potentially hiring a trainer. Again, number one, credentials. Number two, experience. Number three, sales quotas. Number four, do they tell you how they're going to get you to your goal? Number five, do they listen? Number six, do they adapt? Number seven, what is their personality? Number eight, what are their extra credentials? I think I missed one there, but you get the point. And that is the end of today. That's all I have for you today. It was kind of actually a double. I recorded this one right after the last one. Hope you took away. Hope you took something away from. It. Hope you use those strategies to Kai kind to of get the trainer you want. If here you go, little thirty second sales pitch here. If you're looking for a trainer who meets every who meets every possible qualification, I'm just kidding. But obviously. You know, personality wise, you like what I do and um, you want to go over more of my credentials experience, if you want to get a trainer and you think this would be a good fit get on my calendar get on my calendar scottspeaksfitness.com let's do it, 20 minute free session, you gotta go over it you can test me out, you're basically interviewing me for the job and saying hey, like, are you good enough to train me? and that's what we're doing and do I want to train you and all that fun stuff so get on the calendar, scottspeaksfitness.com I hope you enjoyed it today